Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Battleborne Batteries, the best name in the RV and marine industry. These lithium batteries are designed and assembled in the USA, backed by a 10-year warranty. The best solution for your battery anxiety. So go check them out at battlebornbatteries.com. You are listening to Beyond the Wheel, a podcast about the people and ideas that drive the RV community forward. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today, we are talking with Nicole Wheeler with Protane, a unique fire suppressant system designed originally for race cars, but is now available for RVs as well. The system is completely automated and will extinguish a fire quickly, possibly even before you are aware of the situation. So let's jump in and chat with Nicole. Well, hi, Nicole. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. And um, we normally start by having the guests tell us a little bit about yourself about Protang and how you became involved with the company. Okay, good morning. I'm Nicole Wheeler and the company is Protang. And it's been around Protang for several years. And I got on board about three years ago and we're headquartered out of Florida. And now we're in an RV. Oh, so you're, are you full-time RVing? No, last year we were in it for 10 months straight but we are home-based and work-based in Palm Beach County, Florida. Okay, okay. 10 months is pretty much full-time, and though, it sounds like it anyway. <laughs> Especially not knowing where we were going and exactly what we were doing. So did you get on the road RVing because of the company, or was it? We did. What? Okay. Actually, we were at a race in North Carolina, and we started talking with Featherlight coaches. And I started doing a little research and looking at the coach and seeing all these electrical compartments. And I was like, what are the fire risks in these things? And then when I learned 20,000 annually, I was like, oh my gosh. And we bought a coach within a month and hit the road to start raising awareness. And we found that so many other RVers have no clue of the level of risk, what the risks are. And that's one, when, why, how we started this road show to raise the awareness and inform people what's going on while we do all of our other efforts with the business. So it's, it was primarily designed for the racing industry, right? That's correct. Almost 10 years ago now, it was in LMP3 cars, Lamont prototypes. And there were several fires in one season, and my husband came up with this crazy idea, and it, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> and you said twenty thousand annually. What is that? Twenty? Uh, that, what is? What was that number? The NFPA estimates that there's twenty thousand RV fires every year, and. Oh. Percent of those fires come from electrical malfunctions, and we've learned that many RVers have the perception that they're caused from engine fires. You know, which 
it does seem kind of logical because when it does happen, it's so big. So people are quite scared of the engine, but it's the fires that happen when you're sleeping that are most dangerous. And inverters are a very big risk right now. Inverters? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have thought it was like the refrigerators or something yeah. like that. Well, the refrigerators, statistically, you are right. That is the biggest number of risk right now. But the inverters, like even on the forums, people are reporting almost daily that there's uh, either a fire or a beginning of a fire. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that either. And, and the product that you guys developed, I think, is an acronym. It's called Thea. Can you kind of explain uh, the name of it and, and how it works? Of course, it's Thea stands for tube plus heat equals instant action. So it's almost like a formula and a solution as well. And it's a liquid filled tube of an extinguishing agent called FM200. And the gas turns from the liquid state to the gaseous state with heat. So it's a heat activated system. So you don't have to be there. Oh, I like that. I like that there's nothing for us physically to do. We're not running around trying to grab something once we see a fire. In fact, apparently we don't. We wouldn't even necessarily even need to be in the RV then for it to, to operate it. It's taking care of itself. Exactly. No user error. Not like a fire extinguisher that you have to grab it. And yeah, and figure out how to pull the pin and, <laughs> and then point it the right direction. <laughs> Another big thing that was going on for the past several years, Kida recalled over 40 million fire extinguishers because the plastic handles were breaking off. Yeah, our extinguisher was part of that recall. Yeah. Yeah, we had to swap ours in for that, for, for the exact reason that you just sent, said the, uh, the, the handles. So I'm glad you said that it was heat activated because that was one of my questions. It's not that this needs, the, the thea doesn't need to catch on fire. Once it reaches a certain degree in temperature, that's what actually activates the, the, the chemical inside to expand. So it's a chemical inside and it's got caps and then is it expanding and bursting these caps? No, it, the entire length of the tube, which could be anywhere from several inches to 20 feet. And they, the, it almost creates its own nozzle. So what happens anywhere along the length of that tubing system is where it'll activate at the hottest spot. So in its latent state, it's not under pressure. It's very low pressure, like 50 PSI. When it activates, the gas is expanding, the pressure is building, and that's when it bursts at the hottest spot, and it activates at approximately 450 PSI. So it's coming out with great directly to the hottest spot. Wow. Yeah, and I, I saw a video that you guys have on your website. I I think it was in a refrigeration. It was very fast to put this fire out. It was kind of, it was actually a lot of kind of cool to watch too, but I was, I was impressed by just how quickly it reacted to that fire and shut it down before really any damage. I'm sure there was a little bit of damage because fire is damaging something, but it, it shut it down very quick and, and stopped it right in its tracks before it spread anywhere. Did you have to, since it was originally designed for race cars, is it the same product in the RVs? Did you have to do any modifications? Uh, what was the process to make it applicable to RVs? Essentially, it is the same product. We played with different sizes because the amount of gas that's inside each tube is designed to calculate a certain volume of space. So if it's an engine compartment, if it's a generator compartment, or the space for the gas absorption refrigerators in the rear, it's all calculated to have enough of the extinguishing agent to cover that area. So that's why they're from just several inches to however many feet. 
And can you get these in custom lengths or do you have a set? Uh, so you can do custom. Yeah, we are manufacturing them in Florida as of June. They're made in the USA. So we're oh, really wow. excited. Yeah, so we just actually, we left Florida Friday morning at 6 a.m. Stopped in Perry, Georgia to have a logging industry meeting. We protected three machines while we were there. After testing, we have come up with custom lengths for that logging equipment. Okay. So would somebody call you and tell tell you, like the purchasing process, do they call, email you, tell you what they're looking to protect, and then you come up with the sizes that they need? How does that work? Yes and no. In unfamiliar industries, we would want to do a thorough assessment. Like we just did an experimental aircraft, and we went to Oshkosh to debut that. Nice. And we came up, so we do testing. You know, we want to see the ambient temperatures, the wind flow, and all of the other data that we need to assure that we have the right solution for the risk area. So with RVs, we, we know pretty much the main risks. Every day, we, we know how different all RVs are. So we might come into new situations from time to time where new solutions may need to be created. But in the RV industry specifically, it's quite standard. In newer industries or unknown industries, we're, we're always trying to learn and get better and more effective. Talking about the RVs and the applications, uh, we got refrigerator, you had mentioned the inverter. What are some of the other, I guess, hot spots would be a good term for it? Yeah, well, electrical is the greatest risk as a whole. So people are putting them even over the, like in a class A, for example, how they have the cabinetry with all of the systems, like command central. People are even putting them there. In the dashboard, we put them there. So water heaters, inverters, converters, generators, diesel pusher engines, gas engines, the refrigerators, of course, uh, the fuse panels, any electrical distribution, even some of the older coaches like the Bluebirds, they're using some solenoid called a Big Boy, and they're a common fire risk there. So we're putting them even under the seats sometimes. Can you have an accidental discharge or... Since it's based on heat, you really would have to have something that triggers it. Exactly. We have had scenarios where the tube activated, and I'll give you a prime example that actually is a risk for our viewers right now. All of the newer Class A coaches with the DEF system, they're from whether it's the chassis builder or the house builder, the, if your engine batteries are over the muffler, there's a risk that there's not insulation from the manufacturer. We had a scenario with a client who had a 2018 London Air, which is a high line coach. Yes. And he got our system last year. It's a Gillette FMCA rally. And he called us and it was summertime and he was in Cody and grades and whatnot. One of the tubes activated in the engine battery compartment. So we're like, well, that's kind of odd. We're like, okay, maybe he fiddled with it. He was a race car driver too, whatever. So we sent him another tube. It happens again. So that's when they both got on the phone and were like, okay, what's going on? And they found out that there was absolutely no insulation in that compartment. And we sent temperature sensors. The batteries were about 260 degrees. So they were essentially boiling. So that's a situation. Am I going to say we saved the coach or anybody's life? I'm not going to say that, but is it possible? We, at minimum, we alerted a problem. We detected yeah. something wrong. So that's not an accident per se, but it's not something that you would maybe expect because people are expecting it to put out a fire. No, we would even want to stop it from ever starting. 
Now, are you, um, when situations like that happen, are you in contact with uh, manufacturers as well to warn them of their potential problem? We've tried. Uh, our clients have tried. We were actually just in Napanee for an installation for a mutual client of uh, one of the big manufacturers. And I let them know, hey, we're here. If you'd like to see it, if your technicians would like to see it, if you want to see what our mutual clients have, so when you're working on their coaches, you know what it is, we'd be happy to let you watch the installation, answer any questions. They're like, oh, we can't accommodate you. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I don't need accommodation. I was extending the courtesy to you. I thought maybe you would like to see the future in fire protection, and they were not interested. So that's, that's okay. Uh, we'll leave that to our clients to continue telling them, and they are. You know, we have at least a dozen clients who've communicated, whether by phone, email, in person, like, hey, we have this. Why should we have to buy it from, a, you know, ourselves? Why can't we get this when we're financing it or directly from the manufacturer as an option or, you know. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions is, is has any of the manufacturers come to you guys or has anybody talked with you or have you talked with them about getting it pre-installed as a factory option? Is, is anybody doing that? No, we've talked to several, you know, from the top of the line down to the lower end lines. And a lot of people say it's neat and awesome and how cool. Some people have absolutely no interest at all, but not anyone has had the gumption to say, you know what, I hold high, higher standards. I want higher standards for fire safety. No one's actually pulled the trigger on it. So that's, that's shocking to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I would imagine, I mean, just looking at it, it's a, I, I love every, every, everything that's simplistic. It's a very simplistic design and the fact for installation doesn't look, I mean, you wouldn't have to be very technical. People can install this themselves. I guess they don't need a professional install. And I would think coming down the manufacturing line, it would be very easy for the manufacturers just to include this and not, I don't see it as being something that would really slow their production down, would it? That's a very logical opinion that you have, and I, I concur. Even if they would make it easier or more design-wise for us to install it, like have a hole, like a mounting point, or have mm -hmm. something in the design process, if they don't want to take the risk, let's call it a risk, to go all in, they could collaborate to learn to try and find a better solution, which we haven't gotten there. But to your point of the whole simple and DIY, yes and no. We've literally had rocket a rocket scientist install it and activate it because the installation wasn't correct. So it seems simple, but at the end of the day, it is a fire suppression device. It's something designed to save lives. So do you want to entrust it even if you're amazing, or would you rather have the trained professionals do the work? Yeah. Do you have people across the country that are trained in installing this or would somebody have to go to a show like the FMCA rally or, or something like that to get it, to get it done? We do have mobile teams across the country and we try to be in proximities where the RV or density is greater. You know, we are official partners of the FMCA. So we are committed to them to be at all of their major rallies. We go to a lot of the smaller rallies, but we do have teams of RVers out there who live full time and are certified installers. And we have two bricks and mortar service centers, one in Northern California, 
affordable RV and another in Central Florida RV swap shop who are authorized agents for the product and the installation. Does the product have a, a shelf life or an on, on the RV life where you, you can have it on there for so many years and then you need to swap it out for a new one? Or how, how does that work? Is it good forever? The gas essentially is good forever, the FM200 extinguishing agent inside. The tube is a form of a plastic, so we recommend swapping them out five to seven years, and we will prorate them. We give it a four-year warranty in the RV industry, so it's two-year, and then we want it inspected. We want it physically looked at, checked, make sure the integrity of the installation is still perfect, and then we'll give it an additional two years. And if it activates, whether it prevents it a fire or not, or if there was some sort of accident, we will replace it. That answers one of my questions. I was going to ask you about physical inspection, and is it something that the RV owner should should be looking at on a monthly or yearly basis, even on them, even for themselves? Should they be popping open a cabinet and just physically look at it and be like, yeah, it looks the same as when it first was in there? <laughs> That's a good practice, yes. Okay. We only require the two year for the warranty, because essentially there's nothing you know, unless a, a technician who was working on the coach snapped one of the bassinet fasteners and it got, in, you know, something got interfered with. But a stone, something could damage the installation. And you might have said already, uh, when it does the the, uh, the suppressant, is it a foam? Is it a gel? Is it uh, it's powder? A, it's, a, it's, a, it's like LPG, but not flammable. Its boiling point is like 1.7 degrees, so it's freezing cold. It's not something that you want to touch. But the same gas protects the Declaration of Independence. So it was designed by DuPont in 1989 to protect high-value assets. And it's the third-generation replacement of Halon. So Halon, as you know, with military background, mm -hmm. you know, could kill you, you know, yeah. deplete the oxygen and all that good stuff. This replace that because it is safe. It's got very low toxicity. That was one of my questions was, I looked at the MSDS, because you post the MSDS for that on your website, and it looks pretty safe. I mean, it doesn't look harmful at all. Yeah. I mean, I joke with people when they say, oh, is it toxic? Well, water can be toxic if there's enough of it, right? You know, this gas is also used as a propelling agent in asthma inhalers. So I, so I would imagine then too, like Sean was asking earlier about an accidental discharge. If this would have some type of accidental discharge, it's not causing any damage to any products or systems or anything like that. It shouldn't. And again, that goes back to proper installation. And that's why we recommend that a certified person does it because if it is too close to something or you're not using a heavy duty fastener and it activates it activates at 450 psi you know that's mm -hmm. why it, we're not putting it in living spaces like kitchens mm -hmm. for example we're putting them in areas that are unoccupied i was just want to say so with that type of pressure if the fastener was not strong enough to hold it it would cause that whipping effect and probably could hurt somebody it could that makes yeah that makes sense so what part of your business would you say is RV focused versus all of the other applications for this product? It's hard to say you put 100% into everything, but we really are 100% with the RV. I mean, being RVers now, I guess we're still new. It's only been what, a year and a half now. But the other businesses, we're kind of going to do the same thing. So we almost want to pass the torch with RVing and have people across the board who have the same passion and really just want to share the, the risks and raise awareness and focus on it because we're never going to leave it. 
you know, but the other industries um, from logging, we even do the big commercial generators. My husband was in the Virgin Islands and this property have a lot of those big, big generators and he put them in there. There, there's really no shortage of, I mean, anywhere there's a risk of fire, we could pretty much go. And I got to go to Des Moines, Iowa, not saying that wasn't nice, but it was <laughs> important because it was for pupil transportation. There was a fatality in a school bus. So to be a part of that change in an industry like that is very meaningful. And it all started with RVs. Yeah. I would, I would mention the school bus one is a really good topic, a really hot topic too, to keep safety for kids. Yeah, and since that event, they call it a thermal event, since that happened, it has become a, a big focus nationally, and we actually just brought somebody on board who is going to lead that project, and hopefully on our way back from Minot, we're going to stop in Des Moines and do a pilot project and donate a system to one of their special needs buses, and again, try and raise awareness and start affecting some sort of changes. Yeah, that's very cool. So you mentioned it's you, your husband. How how many other people are involved in the company? We it's a closely held company. So on an executive level, we're two of the three people, and slowly and carefully, we're bringing other people on board. We have a small team of people who are leading the RV industry and South America. We've brought someone on who's spearheading that in Costa Rica and Bolivia right now, and Canada. We have a partner. Kenya, actually. So oh, we, wow. oh, cool. we're going where we trust people and industry leaders who we're not just walking a walk or talking a talk. We're ingrained in whatever we're focusing on and leaders of those industries and really trying to make a difference, you know, from a, a ground level. We both watched the video on your website, and I hope you don't mind if we link to that video that shows how it works in the podcast notes uh, so other people can see it. But if somebody was interested in exploring having this installed, how do they do it? It sounds a little crazy, but I'm really just having everybody contact me, whether it's by email or phone. Because <laughs> that's the way I'm sure, you know, straight from the horse's mouth at this stage of the game, I feel is the best practice. It's a conservative practice, and there's no way for any of the information to get sullied. So I suppose it's it's going to be different for every person too, depending on what type of coach they have, what modifications they've done to it as far as electrical stuff. If they have a generator, if they don't have a generator, probably take some consultation before deciding on exactly what type of setup they need to fully protect their RV. Exactly. That's why we don't really put any sort of specifications or pricing online because we don't want to confuse people. So let's talk about it and find out what works. Have you heard of any insurance companies maybe giving a discount because you have this extra fire suppression system installed in your RV? Nationwide, we've had clients report to us, gives a discount for fire suppression. How, how else are you getting the word out? I know that you're on your way to the FMCA right now, but what other type of marketing tools are you guys using and what do you feel has been working the best for you so far? It's something we have to do. We have to get more aggressive and creative with our marketing, but we also have to be very careful because right now at this stage, it's very much an early adopter product. It's like a brand new mousetrap and not everybody's ready for that kind of change. So we're learning a lot. And I mean, it's really kind of face to face right now, even if it's virtual. Right. <laughs> 
Well, I think going to the shows though is great because again, you know, face to face, I think is sometimes the best way to convey your message and and for people to hear your passion and and to really get a, a great understanding of how everything works. So I think that's fantastic. Thanks. Now, can you talk about the Dia Foundation? Uh huh. Can you tell us what that is? It goes back to the school buses too. So since I learned about that fatality in December of 2017, I got really kind of upset about it. And I was shocked to learn how low some of the standards and regulations were in the school buses. And RVs essentially are a bus, but we're, you know, grown-ups and hopefully know our risk and choose to do this anyway. But somebody innocent, whether it's a student on a bus or a farmer on a piece of equipment, I think they should have an opportunity for better protection. So we're from Palm Beach County and we had 11 school bus fires one year. Thankfully they were all parked. But one of the school board officials from Palm Beach County reached out to us and said, we want your system, but politically, we can't get it directly from you. You need to call this guy, that guy, Thomas's buses, the state. And I end up on the phone with the person in Tallahassee, our state capital, who's in charge of every single school bus. And the net net of that call was, he asked me, when was the last fatality in a school bus in Florida? I said, I don't know, just a couple months ago in Iowa. He's like, well, till then. Wow. And he said exactly this, it sounds pretty morbid, doesn't it? I still get goosebumps when I tell a story, and it still feels as real, but that's that moment when I hung up with him, I started looking up, how do I, I change this? And I bought the domain theafoundation.org, and I was like, okay, we need to raise money to tell these people, tell them a different story, like, okay, we'll give it to you. And I was trying to give it to them, and he wouldn't even talk to me. He's like, you can't do one unless you do them all. And then I said, well, I can't do the whole county. He said, no, the whole state. Wow. <laughs> I don't even going to guess the number. So it's just, it's just crazy, crazy. The goal of the foundation is to raise money to, to lobby for better fire protection? Yes. And I have, honestly, I haven't done much with it. Everything we've done from a philanthropic point has been from us, whether it's a donation of product or our own personal resources, whatever they might be. But it's a, it's a little battle, isn't it? You know, every little fight is worth it. But when it comes to safety, and I'm not going to say politics, but whatever the red tape is, it's like, come on. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great that you're taking that on, though, because I can see it being a huge monster you know, that you have to deal with, especially not just in Florida, but like you said, Iowa, every other state probably has similar, similar issues. Before we let you go, is there anything else you would like to add? Something we forgot to ask you about? Anything you want to say? And please let our listeners know the name of your website, although we'll link to it in the show notes. Well, honestly, it might sound a little cheesy is just be safe and be aware, you know, some solution is better than no solution. One thing that people say, and I, I'm going to start taking notes how many times it happens at this event, when we talk about fires and they're like, oh, I'm going to let it burn. And I don't even respond to that anymore because it's not funny, you no. know, I'm smiling because I'm, this is like anger smile, but like, what about, okay, you want to let it burn, but what about your neighbor? Aren't we, what about the sense of community in RVs? And what about our pets? And what about, I mean, you go on and on. And I don't want to sound nasty, but let's not be ignorant. It's a very serious topic. Sometimes you take, 
you know, you take things lightly sometimes, but it doesn't mean it's a light situation. So let's just be aware, be safe, and try to protect one another as much as we can. And I think education and awareness is the, you know, it's the start. And your website is protang.com. Correct. P-R-O-T-E-N-G. Uh-huh. Okay. One last, one last question, I promise. How did you yep. come up with the name Protang? Protect your engine. Okay. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate you taking the time, even though you're traveling. I know it's it's difficult sometimes to be able to connect, but we, Kenny and I really appreciate it. And I'm, we're really excited to get the word out about protection and fire safety. So we're so glad you could come on and talk about it. Well, we thank you and we look forward to forging down the path. We want to thank Nicole for coming on to the show and teaching us about Thea and how effective it is against the fires. We like that ProTang is being proactive and building awareness about fire safety, not just in RV industry, but within the school district as well. If you would like to find out more about ProTang and how you can have one of their systems installed, visit them at ProTang.com. This episode is brought to you by Battleborn Batteries, the best name in the RV and marine industry. These lithium batteries are designed and assembled in the USA, backed by a 10-year warranty. The best solution for your battery anxiety. So go check them out at BattleBornBatteries.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.